If I had the space, I would have served fresh fruit and sandwiches, and I would have got rid of that take a penny, leave a penny nonsense. If the good Lord wanted you to have a penny, you'd have one. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 11, Urban Matrimony and the Sandwich Arts. You know, when I see sandwich arts, I think, boy, I'm getting hungry. I mean, okay, well, we already spent last time talking way too much about a, a specific sandwich. Well, too bad. We're going to talk a lot about sandwiches this episode. But until we get into that, let's... You know what? As a treat, I think we should outsource Mike's bits. You know, Mike, uh, you're now creating 19 different timelines. Yes, I I am aware. Uh, Let us get that good, good shuffle. Please be the sex question. It could very well be the sex question. It's getting closer to being reality. One one out of 19 uh, odds for it to be the sex question. I will say that it is not the sex question, unfortunately. Damn it. All right. Um, But it is actually an interesting question that may have some discussion here. So let's 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 see where this leads. Before you ask, before you ask the question, I'm going to do my best to turn it into a sex answer. Go ahead. Oh, you can easily make it into a sex answer, my friend. Very easily, like without much problem. If you could bring one famous person back from the dead, who would you pick? If you could bring one famous person back from the dead, who would you pick? Um... I'm who that's a that, see that's a, that's a real tough it's question. a good question it's a tough question and but we might have actual discussion instead of what the hell card I'm sorry what the heck card because it's the what the heck deck uh so my sex answer is the first person who ever had sex because I want to be like <laughs> why 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 did you do this to us what why do you why do you why do you figure this was a good idea um uh but my my more serious answer is tough because the thing is 10 years ago there are all sorts of people who I'd be like yeah I would love to like talk to some famous people who who have sure. passed I now feel like I envy them for being dead because I live in 2021. So I'm not sure. going to I'm you not going to rip them out of their nice peaceful slumber. That's rude. To bring them back into this chaos world. And yeah, then no, I'm that's like fair. That's a definitely could, millennial way to think about it. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I could I could bring back like one of my enemies. And then I was like, okay. Well, it does not explain what uh, suggest you have to have a dinner party with them or you're having lunch or something. You just get to bring it back from that. You're right. That's a good point. Then the problem is, is that I'm like, all right. All right. Uh, come on. Come on up here out of that grave, Ronald Reagan. But he's going to like it. He's going to like 2021. Yeah. Cool. So, so <laughs> we got I'm, some cool feelings going on here. So I'm Ooh, not going to do that. I'm not going to do that either. Um, okay. I will say 
uh and this is this is like literally the most political that i've ever been on this or or our last podcast Mm -hmm. um i will say that i would bring back george carlin from the dead solely so that everyone who's like uh george carlin would have a field day with with uh how how everyone is these days and then george carlin like george carlin zombie would come back and he'd be like no you're all idiots i'm i'm on their side like i just want him to be like you you guys are wrong about where i stand on these issues because he they they'd be wrong about where he would stand on those issues um you're and then probably I'd, right then, on that and then he would do the seven dirty words bit and then sure. uh we'd all have a good laugh there we go. That's a good one. Um, I have one uh, based on. Um, so I, you know, it. I'm we, sure it's far less political than mine was, but go ahead. It is, yes, indeed. Um, so it's uh, just for time stamping this episode. We're recording on November second. You know, the normal Tuesday record for us. Um, it is, however, just past the spoopy season. We have just exited that spoopy season. We're now in the harvest. That's exciting time for me. I like to harvest a lot of great food. Um, but I did as we were getting ready for the spoopy season and having the spoopy season, we watched both of the Adams Family movies um, mm-hmm. from the early 90s. Um, and that gives me a pretty easy one to go with because I want to see what Raul Julia has to do in 2021 because he was a, a fantastic uh, actor. And uh, if he hadn't been taken away from us, so unfortunately, uh, I would like to see what he could do in in the uh, Marvel Universe. I feel like he would be interesting there. Also, um, so that, a surprisingly be... sexual answer from you, by the way, because like Gomez Adams. Oh, man, yeah. He's, he's a he's, he's a beast. To... He, he oh, is man. a sex beast. Trust me. I, I said this on Twitter, but I will say it again. Gomez Adams is goals. Uh huh. Yep. Also, one of the things that I love about him is that his his last role ever was M. Bison in the Street mm-hmm. Fighter movie. And everyone's like, oh, man, like. He could have he could have been in anything. He could have also just not done this, but he did it because like his I, like I think his son maybe his mm-hmm. friend like I th- I think he was doing it for his kids. Yes, but like yeah, his kids were like that'd be a, a really cool awesome role, and he was just like I want to do something that makes my kids happy, and like he showed up every day and put like his all into this stupid, ridiculous, awful movie, <laughs> and was just like. Yeah, I'm just doing this to make my kids happy, and like that's a that's a cool legacy, man. Yeah. Like, and I think that's all. You know, uh, we 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 all kind of like some some actors don't put it, you know, hundred percent into it when it's like, oh, this is clearly a bad movie. But like, I like Raul Julia is also a little bit goals. Like when things are crappy or like I can see the end of something being bad, like I should be willing to go one hundred percent, do the best I can, give everything I have to it. To make it work, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, not to make this a serious discussion, but like a, a good note for us all to have. Like, hey, even if it's gonna go bad, still give it everything you've got, because you know what? Maybe your kids will be like, "Man, Dad kicked ass in that movie." <laughs> have you ever seen the Street Fighter movie? Look, unfortunately, I have not. Me neither. We should we should watch that sometime. <laughs> Another Patreon bonus. I like how we just keep adding on 
uh, notoriously bad movies. Um, Look, it has Raul watch. Julia in it. I can't be that bad. <laughs> Famous last words. Look, at least I will enjoy the parts where Raul Julia is on screen. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, oh, so I think his last name is Julia instead of like with the the Y sound. I but I'm I'm bad at uh, pronouncing Spanish. Uh, well, when if. If you bring him back from the dead, uh, he can he, correct me. He can correct. We can yes, bring him on exactly. the podcast, and he exactly. can re- correct me at his name. And also, why he why he was so good as Gomez Adams, and why it's uh, a little bit too horny, or just just horny enough. It's it's like right on that line. <laughs> Look, uh, the one thing is, if we ever do bring an actor, a, a famous actor, back to life. And then have them on the podcast. Please, please do not do outsourcing Mike's bits. <laughs> Unfortunately, we get, I can't. We get one, like, we get one we chance. A, <laughs> unfortunately, we wrote a uh, we wrote a contract, and it did include outsourcing Mike's bits. So, unfortunately, we will have to continue doing it. Okay, legendary actor Raúl Julia or Julia. Um, uh, Where's the weirdest place you ever made Whoopi? So we, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry about this, but contractually, despite, <laughs> despite the fact that it's a contract we made with ourselves, yeah, impl- an implied contract, mm-hmm. but we are contractually obligated. It is filed with my lawyer to to pull this card and then mm. ask you the question: Did you ever lick a battery, Raúl? Can you tell me more about that? <laughs> uh, you know what? I let's... bet, I bet, I bet he would be like. Now, here's a story about that. I'm like, I am absolutely here for this. I'm sure he could captivate us with a story about licking a battery. Um, I bet he could. We couldn't, but he can. Season three, episode 11 of Community, Urban Matrimony and the Sandwich Arts. It starts out in the cafeteria. The study group is lamenting that the coffee shop uh, in uh, in the cafeteria closed down. Uh, it was apparently called Hot and Brown Coffee, which mm. is the least appealing name. For... <laughs> I mean, it is hot and brown. It It is. Uh, however. Yeah, it I'm... still has the fire damage from uh, Chang's uh, situation. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to go to I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be like, hey, I'm going to like Starbucks. You want anything? And I'm willing to be like, hey, I'm going to like the daily grind. You want something? I am not. I am not willing to say with my human mouth, "Hey, hey, I'm I'm going to Hot and Brown. You want anything?" What he, now? Okay, fair. I mean, I guess. Um, but how about this? Uh, hey, I'm going to. It makes you re- poop real good. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> you know that 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 brown liquid that we all drink immediately to go go poop. I'm going there. Um, uh, what do you want? You want I macchiato? Mean, I I had to I had to take uh some antibiotics because the the damn cat bit me one day like randomly sure, as we all do and uh so I had to I had to get some yogurt to like help my gut bacteria right and literally literally every time that I mentioned it much to my girlfriend's dismay I did call it Jamie Lee Curtis's poop yogurt so <laughs> exactly it's the yogurt that will help you poop 
so, as advertised by Jamie Lee Curtis. Look, I'm, if she didn't want to do, if she didn't want that yogurt to be called the Jamie Lee Curtis poop yogurt, she shouldn't have advertised for it. She had the decision to sign on the dotted line. So I'm 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 surprisingly more willing to be like, hey, I'm going to this makes you poop real good than hot and brown. Where where it's a suggestion, not a like declaration. I see. Exactly. It, 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 if you're gonna do it, yeah, might as well go all the way. Shirley uh says that she would like to use that space to set up a little sh- sandwich shop. Yeah, um, fresh fruit sandwiches. No take a penny, leave a penny tray, though, because if the good Lord wanted you to have a penny, you'd have one. I mean, it's a strong argument. I don't I don't know if I agree with it, but here we are. Uh, Pierce I'm, comes I'm pretty in. sure it's in the Bible somewhere, but we, we can look um, that up after the we can look that up yeah. after the, the I mean, we episode. have Bible study after this, right? Yep. Our Tuesday night Bible study <laughs> after this ding dong podcast. Uh, Pierce comes in all dressed up. He says, uh. Uh, Troy suggests he's a wealthy murderer, and he says, I'm an int- entrepreneur, which I don't know how to say that word very well. Uh, I mean, you are on record as not being able to speak Spanish good, so... Or French, now- apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, if it's if it's I not... I mean, to be you- fair, our, our Patreon had a French thing that I said really bad. So, you know, if you want to hear me say other, bad wor- other words badly, uh, support our Patreon. And uh, I mean, you know, to to quote uh, Bruce Willis in The Fifth Element, I speak two languages, English and bad English. Mm-hmm. So those are your two and languages. And I apparently can only say one word, multi-pass. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Pierce is an entrepreneur. He's, in, he's interested in investing in new products. Like this automated security camera he pulls out. It is definitely a racist camera. Yeah, it's supposed to be able to tell friends from intruders. Um, but it only really says that your guest has arised when it's pointed at Britta. When it's pointed at Abed, it's a threat level four. Uh, Pierce suggests it's not calibrated. Sure. I will say also- this is pretty good commentary on sort of the... I don't know if it was intended to be commentary. Oh, I don't think it, it was, but, but it is a very it's pretty good. good commentary on on the fact that a lot of uh, uh, technology solutions are kind of uh, kind of racist, just because yeah. they are they're programmed by predominantly white people. And it's like, true. Our, our world of AI surveillance, you know, is not great. It's not good. Uh huh. Yep. And it's it's programmed by white people, so you know. Uh, boy, I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting very political this episode. Uh, this is my political episode. I will say pointing out the, uh, the facts around AI surveillance being programmed by white people is not that, that political. It's more of a fact. And it's Um, Ronald Reagan's fault there. I made it political. (laughs) There we go. We're here now. Um, Ronald Reagan programmed this security camera himself. Dang. I should I should look at his GitHub PRs. He seems to have. Uh, I mean, like, for what he delivered, which is again racist, pretty well constructed. Just saying, right. I want to look at the PR, see if I can fix it and help and say, hey, this is the racist parameter. See, oh my 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 program got a pull request from Ronald Reagan. 
Okay. Okay. Well, it makes it way more racist. I look forward to seeing how much of this Ronald Reagan discussion stays in the podcast. This episode is going to be 12 minutes long. And is you going to be you talking know, about Gomez Adams and, and so, poop and yogurt? Uh, uh, it's 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 very funny to me. Every time we say we're going to cut this is like we never cut this. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped cutting things a while ago. And that's when Andre shows up with some singers doing some boys to men it's pretty uh, good it's it's pretty good um he reproposes to shirley because they've been they've been kind of avoiding it but like he's ready to get back to the married life yes indeed uh in the excitement abed puts the camera on them and it's it asks should i contact the authorities because again racist camera Good job, Ronald Reagan. Still want to see those PRs, Ronald Reagan. Let's go. Why does 90% of our podcasts come back to everyone's a coder and they're bad at it? (laughs) Because one of us is a coder for for, a job and the other one is a coder for fun? Because Um, we're two two white white men? (laughs) Oh, there it is. Found it. I actually did find it. I mean, we're a podcast, so we're obviously white men. It's like, why does it always come back to coding? Surprise! It's been looking at us in the face the whole time. I also like the description of us as uh, one codes for work and one codes for fun as like a buddy cop movie (laughs) where like you're the the hard boiled uh, detective and I'm the freewheeling, no rules following yeah. newbie. Um, I'm too old for this. And then I'm, and then I'm just like chasing after the bad guys, and in mm-hmm. this case, the bad guys are bugs. Yeah, um, the bad bugs. So uh, this is the worst buddy cop movie ever because it's just two white yeah. dudes sitting around posting at to co- GitHub. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh but it's real commit message i'm getting too old for this uh okay we are we are losing you know what? listeners Honestly, <laughs> considering doing that we are different discussion we are um, losing listeners by the moment there are three programmers in the audience going yes yes and everyone else is like what the hell are you talking about Look, you every ha- you bit made can't it to the credits, everybody. and you're still talking about Ronald Reagan and pull requests. We barely made the opening credits. We cut to the study room. Um, Britta is very anti-wedding. She's like, weddings are just like girls' tea parties, but the girls are the stuffed animals, and they're not drinking tea; they're drinking antiquated gender roles. Um, she then call uh, Jeff calls her is like, hey, you need to learn how, what analogies are. And she's like, I know what analogies are. They're like a thought with another thoughts, uh, thoughts hat on it. And Jeff's like, uh, OK. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I, I'm I willing love the to fact take that. that. It's like, Actually, that works. Yeah. Um, Jeff's um, also not a huge fan of marriage uh, because life's too long to spend it with someone else. But and then he says, quote, nut up and die alone. End quote. Uh, the wedding, it turns out, is in three days because uh, it's th- the rehearsal mm-hmm. dinner in two. And then the next day is the the wedding. And it's in yeah, the Shirley study comes room. In, yeah, Shirley comes the, in. Everybody is like, oh, my God, we, we're so excited for the wedding, including Jeff and Britta, which mm-hmm. is surprising. Interesting. 
that is not that is not surprising to me at all. I've known so many people who are like really against the idea of wedding or against the mm-hmm. idea of kids. Where like privately they're just like, oh, it's the freaking worst, and I hate it. And then sure. like the moment someone's like, oh, I'm getting married, they're like, oh, yay, I'm so happy for you. And I'm like, wow, right. cool. I can't believe I'm dating you. And then I break up with them, and it's uh, wild. Well, that that went to a place I wasn't quite expecting. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I have, my, I'm ready to say my thing after. Then wait a I've minute, known, hold on. I've known time? a few. I've dated one. So, I mean, I will say, like it, it's it's funny for community points. You're you're absolutely right. Like people are, you know, always they have their own personal thoughts, but they also like want to be in that group setting and not make a scene. So it's like, oh, we're so excited for you. And also, it's what Shirley wants. So it mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, I mean, the alternative is to do what my ex did, which is at literally at the wedding, say in front of uh, the bride's brother, none of this matters because they'll be divorced in three months anyways. Um, cool. <laughs> so, Good you know, start if if you've if you've got to go, if you've got to go with one of the two, just smile and nod and then don't say anything and then be excited when when mm. someone and then and then you can go home and get drunk and yell about it that's fine right. also very important don't get drunk at the wedding if you're going to say things like that she like, was sober so oh, um oh oh okay <laughs> okay cool 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 stuff cool all right cool I, uh, I, I I may be reacting a little bit too harshly because I am a person that has been married or who who has had a wedding and is currently married because like I I I've 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 had some people say some stuff to either my wife or me um, that is on similar lines and it's like hey how about you not uh huh I'm trying so to make you- this work and it be good because so- I think this is important. Yeah, so it is it is hypocritical, but in this case, it's the right thing to it do. It is the right thing to do. <laughs> um, that's fair. Um, they have decided to have the wedding in the study room. Uh, their church has a policy around second weddings and jeans and calico cats. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't... Yeah, you're right. Tight jeans. I did not... Uh, the descriptor missed me, but I did get the weird one about calico cats. Uh, is it possibly because all calico cats are female? Sorry, like 99% of calico cats are female. That's interesting. I think we're reading too much into this line. I mean, it's in there for some reason. Nothing in community is accidental, other than the (laughs) accidental palm trees in the background of Colorado. It's a good point. Ooh, rare genetic conditions can can lead to male uh, calico cats. Yeah, but otherwise they're all female. Interesting, interesting. Uh, it it they are believed to bring good luck in the folklore of many cultures, but not this church. So yeah, the uh, the wedding is going to be here in the study room, and she wants Jeff to do a toast at the wedding, and Jeff is like, "Yeah, that's that's no problem." Everyone else is like, "Yeah, he's got some some real feelings about weddings." I, I tell mm. you what, uh, Annie pulls out a giant uh, wedding scrapbook to help. That she, she just she, has on her. Yes. <laughs> like I feel she, like it's one of those okay, things that this is you never this, you never know when you're gonna get inspiration for a wedding. Uh-huh. You never know when you might meet a guy that you want to or you know, a lady that you might want to marry. Uh, but you never know. 
So you just keep her on you at all times. So I think it's reasonable. I wasn't paying super close to the outfits, but I think this is implied to be the same day that Andre proposed, right? Yes, I believe that is so. Correct. So that just means Annie carries this giant wedding binder. Uh, yes. Th- this one so stuffed that you can't even close it properly. Sure. She just carries that around with her every day, all day. Again, I'm saying you never know when you're going to need to get inspired. You've you see something, and you're like, this is inspiration for my wedding, which who knows when will happen, but I need to have this inspiration. And you tear off, you know, like there's a poster on the wall. You tear off part of it and you stick it in the, slap, the scrapbook or the slap book. I don't know the scrapbook. And you're like, oh, excellent. I'm glad I had this scrapbook with me so I could save this inspiration for later. Uh, my train of thought just went like this. Uh, when did Pinterest become a thing? It became a thing December 2009. So Pinterest was a thing at the time. It's possible Annie didn't know about it. But then my next train of thought was, can you imagine Annie Edison's Pinterest? I do that's, not. That's some. That's going to be some unhinged, just I hope wild that Annie Pinterest. has some... I hope Annie has some wild, uh, some of those more wild boards uh, as private, um, personally. Um, I feel like the wedding boards will be somewhat normal, um, but some of the wackier ones should be private. That's my 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 gut feeling. Troy and Abed start talking about Inspector Space Time. They're like, you should make sure to get a DNA test because uh, Inspector Space Time ended up marrying himself as a baby. I have questions about that that I'm not sure that I want answered. No, I think I'm good. Because like a younger <laughs> Oh, I see self, you're continuing. A younger self, okay. Like sure. that's fine. Alternate okay. dimension self, okay. Sure. Uh if it's based on Doctor Who, like, you know, lots of different regenerations or whatever they call them. Um Sure. You know, the the 11th inspector could marry the fourth inspector, whatever. But like married himself as a baby. Sure. Questions. Questions I'm not going to ask. We are making assumptions that uh, Inspector Space Time does regenerate like Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's that's irrelevant. I'm saying he he could have and that would have been an okay plot device marrying himself quote as a baby sure quote that's the part that i have a problem with it has to be some kind of blind marriage situation uh that'd be my gut feeling which is an also a wild suggestion this is a good segue into the fact that uh shirley wants everyone to behave normally at this wedding because you know talking about inspector space time going back in time or whatever and marrying himself as a baby Mm -hmm. not great wedding conversation not generally normal no i agree uh admittedly would it be something that i do or you do absolutely it would be admittedly that's why we're not normal people admittedly probably pretty normal conversation for most of the weddings that i have been to because I mostly know nerds, but you know. Right, but here's the thing. Shirley is absolutely not a nerd. Meanwhile, Pierce has set up uh, some stuff for this new business. Um, 
He already got a website, http colon slash slash www.webplicity.customsites, all one word. Like, he goes on and on and on. Yeah, he doesn't even um, get his own domain site. It's just disappointing. I don't expect him to know how to do that. Um, I, I still, I, you know what? That's a fair point. But however, I am disappointed. Honestly, also in, in the uh, early 2010s, getting one's own domain felt kind of magical sure. because like it was right before literally everyone knows you can just go to a like web registrar and type in some stuff and then pay some money and then you own it go to goodmorninggreendale.com uh or neptunianmillhouse.com or <laughs> vampirefriday.org or sexandlasers.com um back to I, futurama.net or back to back the futurama.net fu- back to the futurama.net i own all of those in some capacity have we, fun we did it. going to those websites <laughs> enjoy seeing the <laughs> cornucopia of things that you can see en- enjoy the web 2.0 <laughs> some of them have html4 um Ooh. i will say i will say that troy does promise they'll try not to embarrass her at her community college library wedding which is a remarkably cutting thing for troy to say shirley is also like okay i don't have time for the sandwich shop thing because i gotta go plan a wedding um and so she runs off and that's when pierce is like well Abandoned again, but that's fine. I've got a ba- uh, I've got a backup plan. The trouser bench, and then he demonstrates uh, a device strapped to his butt that um, makes it so that he can just sit down wherever. And then it malfunctions, and he uh, shifts down slightly, implying something very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, does specifically say, wh- in in the butt. In the butt, yes. He does say, will somebody please call all of the ambulances? I feel like you only need one, but you know, when you've got money, you might as well, you know. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I will say that clearly pants that become a seat is the white whale of business. We all want it, but business cannot deliver. Is that is that so? Is that I can't I have never I, I have never once been like, you know what? I, it would be great if my jeans could turn into like. No, a, but here's the seat. thing: like you're walking around, and you're like, "Boy, I could really take a seat," but there's nowhere to sit down. Boom! Trouser pants. Trouser trouser pants. Trouser pants. Yeah, hold on. Trouser <laughs> bench is what I meant. Um, and then you sit down because your pants have become a seat. And look at that! Now you're relaxing. You're comfortable. You're 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 catching your breath. Maybe you're like, oh, I had to run for this bus, and then it went away. And there's no shelter here. Well, thank goodness I'm wearing my seat pants. I uh, love the idea. I think we need to put more money into R and D on this. I think we've already put too much money into R and D on that. Um, some someone needs to be the Goldilocks in this situation where we think we've done just enough. Wait, we're switching our roles here because you're supposed to be the grizzled old programmer who's who ha- is not fun at sure. all. And I'm the no rules. Everything goes. Um, I'm going to declare all my variables as global variables because oh I God. don't care. Oh. <laughs> I really am too old for that. <laughs> <shit>. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> man, that sucks. Oh man, that hurt. I don't. Oh, I don't damn. play by the rules. You really do not. <laughs> Your check style is wild. Um. I, no, yes, it's all about context. In that, in the coding discussion, we can be that, and we can flip when it's talking about trouser pants. Trouser, damn it. <laughs> I get Troy so worked up thinking about trouser short, or trouser, damn it. Again, <laughs> I get so worked up. It's such a good idea. We all want it. Why don't we have it? Troy and Abed are walking down the hall, and they're like, you know, we should just show up wearing normal gray suits. Uh, because every idea that they have keeps like snowballing because like Troy's like, and then we could we could wear gray ties and dye our hair gray right. and then lay down on the sidewalk and be invisible. You know what? Maybe she's got a point. So Abed does suggest purging all of the weirdness from their system with a full 24 hour weird down in the dreamatorium. And they agree on this and then they crab walk home. I... I mean, okay. I was about to say okay. I can't imagine going down the halls and seeing people crab walking, but also oh, I've been to college. Can. Yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. It's, I'm, college, I'm yep. far enough removed from college that I'm just like, nobody does that. People would do that. People would do that. I could also see, like, I there was a, um, at one point, uh, <laughs> this is a very funny story, if I can remember it correctly. At work, there was some kind of event where you were you were doing some kind of trivia quiz thing in one office but then you had when you got that correct you had to run to another office to do a thing and there were lines like like arrows on the ground but you just see people booking it down down the hallways of my office so yeah i could definitely see people doing crab walk at that office like there's like there is some kind of like weird deca- office decathlon I could see happening. Uh, I have never worked anywhere cool, so I've only worked co- somewhere cool like once or twice. <laughs> That's still a lot of times compared to most of us. <laughs> That's fair. I have worked at- okay again. I I do code for for uh for for a job, and I will say that this makes me a self parody. But I have worked multiple places where there is a foosball table. Yep. And those those foo men. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm I've gotten kind of good at foosball. <laughs> only uh, kind of, only kind of. There's like there's a step up that I I can't seem to figure out how to do. But then again, we've all been dealing with the panorama. I haven't played foosball in at least two years. In the lounge, Britta is asking. Surely, if the the reason that she is so gung ho about this wedding, it is to uh, get out of her her plan of doing the sandwich shop. Sure, you 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 phrased it interestingly from from what I have because Britta does come up and tell her there will always it's like my ninth grade English teacher told me there will always be a reason not to follow your dreams. Now now I realize that that was because I was under the age of consent. You didn't yeah. seem to want to mention that part. I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to bring that part up. Um, I didn't see a reason to 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 do so uh, because you know we all went to public school. It's fine. Um, C- certainly, Britta and Shirley did. Yeah, she's like, I, I think you're using this uh, this wedding as a reason to to back out of something that is kind of scary. 
And right. Shirley, she doesn't want like, to well, see no. Shirley to slide into an old comfort zone. She's Shirley's just like, well, no, I need to, uh, I need to to plan the wedding. You know, there's so much to plan. It's happening, you know, in just three days. And then that's when Britta is like, okay, I'll plan the wedding for you. And then we get a fun little bit where she starts laughing. And then in a very rare instance in community, yeah, it just it's cuts very to a good. black title card that's just like literally two full minutes later. And then <laughs> Shirley wraps up laughing. She's like, oh, thanks. I, I really needed that. Yeah. And, and she's like, like she she's like handing a water bottle back to somebody else. Like things have been happening in those two minutes that we did not see. And that's when Britta's like, well, no, I'm, I'm serious. I, I will plan your wedding. And then it does another title card one minute later where it's just Shirley has been staring in silence. And then she's like, Britta, you're not planning my wedding. Uh, Britta's like, well, maybe Annie helps. And Annie just jumps into frame. Is like, did somebody call, say Annie help wedding and maybe hydrangeas? Pierce does come by real quick i don't remember what he said other than the fact that the prototype still need uh, some part of the prototype still needs to be extracted and then they all kind of look at him and he's like you know i mean from my butt um he does like saying the word butt um yeah it's who doesn't? It, pierce and shirley do do agree to be business partners somewhat reluctantly doesn't feel really like enthusiastic here i mean l- let's be real you have an idea for a business. You want to start your own software company. Sure. You're tired of working with this this young, no good Nick who who uh, assigns all of his variables as global variables. You know, every time you say that, it hurts a little more. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. The fact that we are suggesting this as a, you know, even suggesting, don't do this. Don't do what Ben is saying to do. Do not do that. People will, you it will be bad situation all around. You will have bugs. Do you want to? Do you want to deal with bugs and Jerry? You do not. You or bu- whatever bug tracker you've got, you do not want bugs. Do not use global variables like that. Let's say Pierce Hawthorne comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, I've got money for you to start your software company." Is is that a is that a person you want to get into business bed with? So because here's the thing. Here's the thing. It it all it all relies upon the conditions being put on that money. Okay. If it is make a game that is similar to Leisure Suit Larry, probably not. Mm-hmm. If it is no no strings attached, it's just kind of like angel investing. Yeah, why not? I don't see a reason why not. But if it is like make a sexist, racist game, it's a no-go for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, they have a little business meeting. Um, Pierce so far has designed a Shirley Sandwiches logo, which has a very sexy woman uh, reclining back on some sandwiches. Uh, See, this is the thing. It. This is what I was just talking about. These are the conditions I was just talking about. I you, I want to be able to control the logo so it's not sexist and racist. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Shirley wants to actually talk business, and she uses business words that I didn't write down, um, but they sound like Revenue projection margins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd be one so, of selling margin, et cetera. It is. It does make it very clear in this scene that Shirley is actually like, you know, in it for the business. Like, she's actually learned stuff uh, mm-hmm. about- And she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dean e- later is even like, 
I just want to sound as good at business as you are. I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I cannot believe you learned all this at Greendale. You're very professional. I am, aren't I? That's my favorite line in this entire episode. It's so good. Um, yeah, uh, when when Shirley asks that, Pierce is just kind of laughs for a little bit. It's like, what was the question? Um, and and Shirley's like, you, I'd much rather be planning my wedding, and it, clearly you would be much much rather be with Halle Berry in 1999. And I'm I'm leaving. Um, and Pierce reveals now that Hawthorne wipes fired him. They were just waiting for his his dad to pass so they could get rid of him. And he's not really an entrepreneur. He's just a kid with a bunch of money. Please let me be somebody. Let me invest in you. So uh, yeah, they, Shirley comes back in and they they decide to to go for it. Meanwhile, in they, they the... want in one of the funnier funnier gags in this one for me. Uh, he's uh, she's like, "Do you have a pen?" And he's he's like fumbling through all of his pockets and pulling out loose dollar bills out of each one. It's just it's just like, why does he have so many pockets full of dollar bills? But then he, you know, it's it's Pierce. Uh, meanwhile, in the library uh, in the study room, uh, they are are doing the wedding planning. The, there's a uh, florist there and they're, you know, how Britta and Annie are trying to pick out some flowers and, you know, the, the, it's a very, it's obviously a very pretentious sort of dude. Cause he's sure. like, Oh, we don't, we don't use the, you know, Annie suggests why not pink? And he's like, we don't use the real names for colors. Like that's, that's uh floral school day one stuff. Um, and sure, Britta loses you know. her patience and she's like, how hard can this be? She goes over and she's just like, one of these, one of these. And she puts together puts together this gorgeous uh, uh, arrangement of flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, called it rustic. It's kind of got that kind of It's very rustic because it's, it's got like a bird's nest and stuff in it. Yes. Um, everyone, everyone else is more impressed with it than I am because I'm like, yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be for me. Um, right. But it is impressive for somebody that's like, I don't like weddings. It, the, the theme of this wedding is going to be conformity, blind participation and patriarchal. Right. Yeah. So because, you know, th- there are uh, uh, it, it's not a thing that like there there's some common sense in in sure. making a good arrangement of flowers, but it's not you can't just walk up and do that. Britta just walks up and does that. Right. Uh, yes, Annie and the florists are impressed, but Britta's like, flowers look good in a pot. There are people dying in Uganda. Back in apartment 303, there are loud noises coming from the Dreamatorium. Uh, screams and, and shouts and chainsaws and random noises. Oh, it's and happening. It's just everything is going on. They come out and they're covered in streamers. Troy is wearing Pierce's dad's ivory wig for some reason. It's so good. And they're just like they're they're just normal now. They have normaled themselves. Uh they're like, "Oh, the the rehearsals is in a few hours. Let's change into something more appropriate for the occasion and we'll be on our way." Instead of doing their usual high five uh hand clap, they do they shake hands and say, "Troy and Abbott being normal." A very normal thing to say for normal people. It's true. Uh, back outside the library, Jeff is is asking Annie. Oh boy, I changed something. Oh goodness gracious! Uh, That's so, fine. Yes. Well, the, I I do want to point out that when Annie sure. is walking by, she is humming "Daybreak." Annie. 
Oh, I didn't even we, notice that. Yeah, because this this is sort of a recurring joke now, where um, after it gets introduced to uh, to the uh, the group through spooky stories episode. Oh yeah, um, everybody loves it, it. It becomes this this ongoing joke where each one of the characters at some point ends up humming it. I also learned a fact I I didn't know um, the other day. Part of the reason why uh, Daybreak becomes a recurring theme is that uh, supposedly uh, they spent all of their music budget on Roxanne for uh, Remedial Chaos Theory. Totally makes sense. So, and then Daybreak was probably <laughs> cheap and worked a lot of places. It's, it's the one that you can get, and so now it's the one that they're going to play. So, And the one that everybody's going to be obsessed with, including us. As Annie walks by, Jeff's like, hey, can you help me with this? Um, uh, you know, he's he's trying to write this toast, but he's like, it's so obvious to me that marriage is dumb that I can't even pretend to get behind it. Uh, Annie tells him the perfect toast would be Jeff, Shirley's friend and good guy just saying what's really in his heart. There's something real in there. I think it scares you. And Jeff's heart kind of shows up as kind of like of it's kind weird, of a weird it's, it's a, a weird there's bit. some weird stuff happening in this episode that are just like this is a little different for community it's like a, a weird like i don't even know how to describe it like a, a peek into what he's really thinking yeah, about it's and it's, it's like very, a roulette wheel it's very cartoony because yes. it pans down you see like his rib cage and this like heart shaped uh shape uh, 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 like not a real heart but like a cartoony valentine's day heart right shape and it's like going through a lot of different things as if being like spun on a wheel you see annie and you see some boobs and you see some whiskey it does end up sticking on the whiskey and he's like i could use a drink he is a man after my own heart because i boobs would probably and whiskey exactly I would probably, like, if you spun that roulette wheel in my heart, it would probably land on whiskey. I'm a whiskey guy. It's true. What, what, I, about, what about you? Where would, that, where would that land for you? I've become a wine guy, so I'd be getting a wine. Wine is very good. I very much enjoy wine, but I have become a wine guy. I don't think that was one of the options, so. Oh, then boobs. Excellent. nobody but me could see it but mike said boobs and then he just stared off into the middle distance for a bit so um it's funny you say stared off into the middle distance i said i I say stared at myself making the face because i'm in a little (laughs) corner of the screen and i like i like making faces for myself i think um, until uh, Ben laughs. Uh, that being said, we go to the dean's office where Shirley is presenting the business plan for Shirley Sandwiches and how it can provide the campus with higher profits. They even have a little like picture of the dean or uh, a little caricature of the dean holding money bags, and he's like, "That's me. Where did I get all that money I'm holding?" It probably has to be pretty easy to convince the dean of things because you oh, just yeah. you just sort of make it about him a little bit exactly Um, and then he's just like oh like i'm in this like and you know what you know what i get that i really do because like if uh if anything like 
involved me in any way, I'd be like, wait, what? Because like, I mean, you know, now, now I've, I've done several podcasts and like, it's, it's not so much of a novel thing, but like five years ago, if someone was like, Hey man, you want to be on my podcast? And then, and I was just like, Whoa, uh, because it's, it's one of those things that feels like this, like impossible thing but now i am in it and i'm doing it and i'd i would tell literally everyone hey i was in this this episode of this podcast now if i did that people would be like yes ben you do podcasts shut up shut up i listened to your last episode of good morning greendale nights too it was fine so yeah that being said i will be i will be coming up on some timeline scavengers (laughs) i mean i spent way way more time digging through yahoo answers for to to send to the mcelroy brothers just just so they would read my name just your name person who submitted the yahoo Mm -hmm. and they never did and they never did and now it's never forever they did read one that i sent but someone else also sent it and they used their name um and I was just, I was like, oh man, I was so close. I, I could, I could taste it. You, and you so, nearly touched, you nearly touched the sky. So I get it. Cause like, you know, if the Dean, if the Dean could be on a podcast, he would be like, this is the new official podcast of Greendale Community exactly. College. Eat your heart uh, out, City College. Uh, Jim Rash, please come on the podcast. <laughs> we would love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> That that would be a reverse deaning because we would tell everyone like, oh, we had de- we had uh, the dean Jim Rash himself, Academy Deaning. Award winner Jim Rash. Yeah, the reverse dean because because he would be featured on it, but we'd be I'm, the ones like, holy crap! Sure, I'm not laughing at I'm I'm not <laughs> laughing at the idea. I'm laughing at the the name reverse dean. It it sounds vulgar, but also not. If that makes sense. This better not awaken anything in me. So <laughs> Pierce's uh, main uh, contribution to the pitch that Shirley is making is a pen to write things but it down works. with. It works. It does work. Um, we go back to the study room because Annie's heading in there and she hears uh, a group singing Amazing Grace and sees everything that Britta's done. And it's like, you're really good at this. And Britta is like having a mental breakdown because she comes from a long line of wives and mothers. Um, and she's like, I've been running from that my whole life. I even refused to give Santa a list because I didn't want to rely on a man for anything. But now I'm Betty Crocker, Martha Stewart, one of the Steppenwolf wives, which is so good. Britta it's is wonderful. probably my favorite part of this episode. Um, it's the fact that she's like having this existential crisis is very funny. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. He, she is fantastic. Troy and Abed, meanwhile, are acting normal. Um, and well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I they, mean, I, like I, they've de-whimsified. Yes, but they're still like, they still don't understand normal social cues. They are acting like weird people think normal people act yes. like. Like um, like aliens acting like how normal people should feel. Andre is like trying to find Shirley and uh, he takes their uh, sincere normal. normal speech to be sarcastic. 
uh, because they're, they're like, oh, no, nothing is more important to us than your second wedding's rehearsal going smoothly. Right. It's 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 the addition of additional information into that sentence uh, that is kind of leads towards the sarcasm line. Uh, Jeff had a drink and he looked into his heart. And so he wrote down some stuff and he wants Annie to look it over. And it starts out with Webster's Dictionary Defines, which uh, I believe was called the Jim Belushi of speech openings. It accomplishes nothing, but everyone keeps trying to use it and don't understand why. Right. It's very good. I feel like I've borrowed this joke for for this podcast before and also for things at work just because I think it's a funny joke. Um, but yes, it's kind of a pointless thing to say. But I mean, uh, Jeff, Jeff I, does I, say, oh, I get it though. Cause like the, I've, I've had to write a lot of essays for school and things and sure. And like, yeah. We all, yeah. O- opening, opening line of an essay is always pretty tough. Like you, you gotta, you, you, if you don't lead off with Webster's dictionary defines, you gotta be like. It has been said by many that, and that's also not good. Do you have to? Okay. Let's say that I am getting married and you need to do a toast. You'd give me the first line of that toast right now. I'm I'm adjusting my tie because I'm getting up to speak. When Ben asked me to give me the give everyone this toast, I've already I've had a little bit too much to drink, as you could say. I, I sorry about that. Uh, as Ben asked me to give this toast, and I said, Ben, he's been such a good friend of mine. We've 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 made a lot of weird content together. What could I say about Ben? Okay, so notes. First of all, you made it far too much about you. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, you know, fair note, fair note, yeah. You know, you you did manage to avoid the Webster's Dictionary thing. I mean, that was kind um, of the assignment. I knew the assignment. But <laughs> but uh, when when so and so asked me to give a toast is, uh, I, it's not. It's it's still cliche. It's still very cliche. But did you notice that I added the mess up and then come back to it? It's, yeah, because you're an, making it all about you. No, no, no. When I when I misspoke and I had to go back and start again, that that is a thing, and and this might be a little bit too inside Toastmasters, if you will, wink. Um, but like mess up, and it makes you more vulnerable to the group, and then you're like you're in. That's that's the that's works. When you mess up and then you fix it, it's oh, people love that. That's good news for me because I mess up all the time. I mean, that's why people like this podcast. I'm pretty sure. We're just goofballs messing up the whole time. Here we go. Because they listen and they're like, "But you I are could, right. I could do better than that." You yes, fair. They and probably they can. can. They can feel good about themselves or um, start their I own ha- podcast. I have listened to happened. some of the other podcasts <laughs> that come out of people that like us, and they're like, "Yeah, that is better than ours." Um, but I will say, I, I have a note for myself. I didn't mention wh- uh, like anything about uh, it, what is this for, like. Are you getting married? Then why didn't I mention the other person being married to you? Right. Uh, so I, that's, made it all, that's, I made it that's about me thing. and with a secondary person of Ben. 
that's that's the thing, right? You gotta you gotta get in, and you gotta you gotta it's gotta you you gotta hit the ground running on something like this because otherwise, otherwise you're gonna lose people because they're gonna be sure. like, why is this guy? Why is this drunk guy talking at us? Right? Oh, trust me. So if I had to do this, I would have some liquid courage. Uh, so let's, let, Webster's, let me give Webster's another... dictionary defines. See, yeah, that is a great is a great way to. I mean, yeah, it's cliche as hell, but it's a great way to just be like. Okay, this is the thesis statement, because if I say Webster's Dictionary defines marriage as, you're like, okay, well, we're here to talk about marriage. Boom. Hmm. Done. If I say Webster's Dictionary define love, uh, defines love, you know, okay, cool. This guy is going to really focus on the, the love aspect of what a marriage is, right? It's cliche, but it gets you to the point, which yours did not do. That's that's where my criticism lies. I see. You want you want when you're th- when you're thinking about giving a toast, you want to get in and out very quickly. Is what you're. You don't want a meandering kind of like funny five five to ten minute discussion. I did. I was at a wedding once where uh, right at the start, like right at the start of the ceremony, uh, the best man uh, gave his little speech. And uh, it started with um, 40,000 years ago. And then That's he, a long time ago. And then he turned to everyone uh, seated in the crowd and then added, buckle up. <laughs> because it was, it was a very long-winded story <laughs> that did, in fact, start. 40,000 years ago. But you know what? It was a good speech. But, but... Look, I'm, I, I, I can have umbrage with the idea of turning to somebody and say, buckle up at a formal uh, event. <laughs> but, so here's the thing. You, you did get... You, did, you got an indication of what this was going to be. You, you, you got an indication. Like, if you just start 40,000 years ago... Um, and he, he started talking about like cave paintings. Um, sure. You don't whatnot. know what you're going, you're in for yet, but you get um, that indication to buckle but, up. But when, when he turns to you in the crowd and, and just goes, buckle up, like, you know, this is going to be a meandering thing, but you also know this guy knows it's a meandering thing. He is prepared. <laughs> he has sure. prepared a story that's going to lead you to a point where you're like, well, crap, now I got to know. He's still talking about freaking cave paintings at this wedding. I need to know. I need to know where this goes. How does this get to Jessica and Stuart? But see, that that's a very, very specific sort of delivery mechanism. Sure. Where, whereas you, it's it's sort of like my... <laughs> no, you made a face. You have to say it. My brain was like, it's sort of like shooting the moon in hearts. Like you gotta, okay. you, you gotta know, you gotta if know I'm you're gonna going go for negative, it. I gotta get there. You, you gotta <laughs> know you're going for it. And then you gotta commit because if you screw up, then, then you've really blown it. Okay. I have an alternate take on, okay. you know, you, cause shooting the moon is like getting, getting everything wrong. Right. right? You get all the, all the bad cards, but that gives you. The, the good points. number. Uh-huh. Um, so now I've uh, my idea has just become a, we- a wedding speech attack ad. 
<laughs> where it's it's like you know <laughs> the lovely wedding or is it and like go in and like that and then like if you go just the right level of that it'll be perfect okay am um, i am i am i brave enough to try to to build in that shoot the moon attack ad at a wedding absolutely not that is not a me thing. Mine is a meandering. Nobody's paying attention about two minutes in. And then he sits down and everybody's like, oh, thank God he sat down. Uh, or it's Mandalorian themed. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> so uh, we go to uh, Shirley and Pierce. I have no idea where we are. <laughs> they are... Looking at the location of the sandwich shop to be, and um, the uh, the dean is like, so how fiscal will the quarterly earnings be? And then Shirley goes to answer, and she's just like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And that's when the dean is like, I can't believe you learned all of this at Greendale. You're very professional. Uh, Pierce comes over with sodas to toast to their future, ending it with... Look at me now, Dad. And Shirley uses the dad reference of like, oh, I should be at my wedding to the dad of my kids. Oh. And then the dean's like, that's a weird note to connect to. I do like how Pierce does bring back the look at me now, Dad, from Advanced Gay. Uh-huh. It's, I think that's just good... kind of an underlying thought in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it it is nice to get uh, an actual like direct callback to that, though. Um, that is true. I mean, um, also, you know, Troy was wearing his dad's uh, ivory toupee, wig. Yeah. So, mm. you know, I, I guess there's a lot of callbacks to Advanced Gay in this episode. You know, when when you have you, you make the prop for the ivory toupee, you got to keep bringing out that ivory toupee. When you make props, you gotta use them multiple times. That's the way that I think. Uh, we go to the rehearsal and, and make it make at oh. least three of them because Gillian Jacobs will steal one of them. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it is it is a known fact. <laughs> yes, if she is on the production, make three of everything. Um, at the rehearsal, everyone is waiting, and Britta is just like just taking down champagne straight from the bottle. Uh, Jeff is like, "Hey, can I get another drink?" And he gets a whiskey with like a nice garnish on top. And it's like Jeff. Jeff's like, "What? What is up with you?" And she's like, "This is who I am." They they kind of start arguing about stuff, but also Andre starts uh, kind of arguing with Shirley because uh, you know Shirley comes back, and uh, he's like, "Look, I, you know, I, I was waiting for two hours," and she explains that you know she was she was working on the the business for them. And he's like, well, no, I mean, I, I don't want to be Mr. Mom anymore. I want to go back to the way things were, you know, so I can get he's got his get back to my stereo business. store, which uh, I will say uh, trying to do a stereo store in uh, 2011. Yes, I, I believe that's was. even referenced by uh, <clears throat> by Shirley being like maybe 10 years is enough time to figure out a stereo business. And uh, and she does also say that, like, iPods aren't going anywhere. Um, it, that is true. I mean, actually, they did go away. They just got turned into phones. 
I was thinking about this the other day because uh, I was thinking about the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Sure, as we all do. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but... I have, yes. Um, part of the plot of the movie is that uh, he starts dating a woman and and she uh, gets him to, like... Like he he wants to to quit his job at a like Circuit City ripoff uh, and start his own stereo. And we've store. already dated the podcast. Yep, uh, half of our audience is like, "What the hell is Circuit what City? Is, uh, is, uh, is is was that a real town you could go to?" Uh, I was I used to be the mayor of Circuit City um, until they caught me using global variables uh, exclusively in my code. Um. Anyways, there's so, no way anybody in a Circuit City knew, knew cared about global variables. Go but ahead. Uh, but so so she she convinces him to follow his dream and uh, start up his own stereo store. And I'm like, that absolutely dates that movie because it <laughs> came out in like 2005 ish, and that was the last time that was a viable business strategy. Oh yeah. And so like, you know, the movie the movie ends with like them being all happy. He managed to be really successful. I'm just like, yeah, okay, but in reality, 3 years later, he goes out of business forever. Unless like, unless unless he pivots and he goes video. into those to exactly. Then that you worked out for audio, everyone. <laughs> you start in audio, you go to video and you're perfect. Pivoting to video worked out famously for everyone it, it, it you know what every site has only gotten better when it pivoted to video so yeah i'm just like yep cool his his life got ruined three years after the end of this yes movie. of course it did so um, uh, but he did have sex the one time at least one time it's imp- it's implied there was more oh, to right. come there hey, th- th- it come. was implied that there was more to come <laughs> but you know that first time was just so good that he probably held on to that one for a while. He's like, "That's all I need. I got, I got that one. I did it. You can't, you can't call me the name of the movie anymore. You can't do it." It, it was, it was a an enjoyable experience, and now I'm, I'm good. Hey Ben, I just want to ask you this for at least another I, forty years. Yeah, I just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the eighty year old one timer. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to ask you, Ben, is this the dumbest episode of the podcast we've ever done? Because it feels <laughs> it feels close. There's got to be a dumber one. I'm just saying it feels close. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they get into a fight because, um, you know, he, yeah. he wants he to... He wants to kind of get back to normal. Shirley says normal left when you did. Um, and and, and, and this, Andre's in like, why case, are we even getting remarried then? In this case, normal is very much Shirley being a stay-at-home mom. Right. Like he never he never flat out says you belong in in the kitchen or whatever. But like it it is it is very much implied that when he says back to normal, that's what he means. It's definitely uh, some coded language. Uh, Abed uh, after uh, Shirley kind of like storms off, and Abed doesn't know how to read the room. Walks up to Andre and goes. The shrimper to die for. It's like, Abed, I get you. I get you're being normal. That's that's a mm-hmm. bit too much. We did also skip over uh, Shirley uh, 
using her cutesy voice. And then he says, don't you dare use your sexy voice on me. And everyone kind of goes, oh. Yeah, that's 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 just a really good joke. I just love it. Where the, the more the reaction of everybody else being, oh, that, that's so good. Most of the um, best jokes in this episode are very quick and like just a little bit more subtle than I usually expect right. out of community. Um, but they they really they really do it pretty good in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so Andre and Shirley are arguing kind of outside of in the hallway. Annie sees that Shirley boys are playing and they try to get Troy and Abed to play in. And Abed's like, I believe you've mistaken us for pirates. Um, and, and Troy's like, Hey, I just had a weird thought. What if we went to weird and normal and we can't go back? Everyone knows once you go, once you go normal, you, you never go back. Mm-hmm. It, that, it doesn't even rhyme because rhyming would be too whimsical. For it's normal. far too whimsical to rhyme. Mm-hmm. And that's why we'll never have an issue because we're always going to be weird. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm weird at work, so like this is just who I am. I I do occasionally consider like, okay, well, I'm thirty six, and my dad was thirty six once. He was probably like pretty normal at my age. I mean, you know, it it helps that like he was able to buy a house without sure. having to spend 7 million hours of his own money. Right. Um, uh, you know, he- going to call, co- going to college with a, with a minimum wage job and never taking out a single loan. Um, uh, what, what a days I do have a, an impression of your dad at 36. If you would, okay. if you would indulge me, bah, 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 socks and bonds. Bah, 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 bah. I've got a college degree. I can't pay for it. Bah, bah, bah. Okay. That's it. Yep, that sounds exactly like my dad. Um, <laughs> I yeah, hope he doesn't I'm, listen to the podcast. I, I don't think I could pay him money to listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, but no, I do, I do think about that sometimes. Cause I'm like, okay, when my dad was 36, he had three children. He had a, a, an established career. Sure. Um, Things that he, we can't have as millennials. He probably was like very normal. Um, but like as a kid, you know, uh, I would have been six at the time. So as a kid, like you just see an adult who goes off to work and then like that's it. Like that's what that's kind of what you know about sure, yeah. your parents. And so, like, but I'm just like, man. I can't imagine my dad being like 36 and doing like a uh, whatever the 90s equivalent of a podcast was. That'd be so <laughs> weird. He he must have been like a pretty normal dude. And then yet here I am <laughs> making stupid jokes about a canceled TV show. For the second time. For the second, second time. A second series about a different canceled television show doing other random podcasts about jerking off which someone i mentioned that the other day and someone on twitter was like wait ring my bell is real yeah it's ab- absolutely real yeah, here's ring, the link ring my bell <laughs> ring my bell dot sex and lasers dot com yeah uh, like and subscribe. it's totally Let's a real go. podcast <laughs> um it's always great when your when your joke podcasts become real podcasts and people are like wait that joke podcast became a real podcast it's like yes enjoy the content I will say, like, I get, I get where you're coming from. I, I know that 
Uh, my dad is also kind of normal, but also kind of like a goofball. Um, when it comes down to it, like I, I get a lot of my kind of goofy nature from him. So it's like, okay, I could see my dad, like if, if he was transplanted into this and he was my age, 33 and didn't have, didn't have me, he would probably be doing something ridiculous. Cause he's, he's an accountant and he hates it. Um, so like, yeah, of course he'd be doing something fun on the side. Uh, my dad's definition of fun was working 80 hour weeks. So I don't know if anybody's definition of fun includes 40, 80 hour weeks, but that's fine. Uh, so yeah, um, this is when Jeff gets up. Speaking of dads, uh, this is when Jeff gets up uh, oh, yeah. to give. It is very apropos that we start talking to, about to dads give right his, before Jeff does. His speech. He's very drunk. He's had, I think he says uh, like six or eight uh, McAllen Neats. So he's pretty, he's, he's very drunk. He gets he's, up to give oh, his speech man. and he is. He mistakes is like, it for therapy. He's like, uh, I I looked in my heart and I found nothing. So I had a drink and then and I, I skipped over most of the speech, but it does kind of culminate in him shouting, my daddy left. Marriage is a lie. Why do we keep lying? And Britt is like, I'm going to stay together forever. And then it's, they start it's in my DNA. Drunkenly. Yeah, they start. <laughs> well, yes, of course. Like, uh, But they start drunk, <laughs> drunkenly arguing with each other at the front of the room, just right in front of the altar. It's very good. So now and, we've got the two, both pairs arguing with Shirley mm-hmm. arguing with Andre. Uh, Shirley's saying, I'm, I'm about more than just being a mother now. And Annie comes up. It's like, hey, I want to cordially invite you to prevent a disaster uh, because Jeff and Britta are drunkenly getting married now. My question is, how long did Annie wait to try to come up with that line about cordially inviting them to prevent the disaster rather than just trying to prevent the disaster? That's a good question. Um, because she's, she's, think, not, yeah, she's, she's, she's not she's not as that much clever. of the like jokey joke type. Um, she's much more book smart than street smart. Right. Um, so I think I think that line probably took at least a few moments. Yeah, it it uh, a few beats. Yeah. Now whether um, whether or not that is like she stopped and thought about it, or whether it was a thing like that popped into her head while she's running over and getting them, but like there was some thought that went into that. Yes, it was it was a like, conscious decision okay. to be like, hey, I should I should say like you're cordially invited to bring them. Like, sure. I think it's like you're trying to break the ice on this one of like, hey, I know, hey guys, it's because you know you're fighting, but I just Web- I, we Webster's need to fix dictionary this. defines Jeff and Britta are about to get married as a disaster that I <laughs> recommend you stop. Terrific. You Forty thousand years ago. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> Jeff and Britta are getting married. <laughs> To be fair, if somebody had to, like if 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 Jeff had gotten up and said buckle up, I've been like, yeah, that seems like a good thing to say. Britta gets pulled aside by Shirley and Jeff gets pulled aside by Andre. And then by talking to the the others, they sort of act as uh, intermediaries to be talking about the other person. Right. Um, and they start promising things to each other kind of and then they turn around and and i kind of stopped paying attention when it became kind of saccharine uh and andre's like all right let's rehearse this and the pastor's like hey you guys pretty much just married each other if you just let me pronounce it we can just do it now and you can save 70 bucks 
And so they do. Uh, and and then, the pastor's like, let's party. And then <laughs> like, it's a party. Yeah, and I'm in for the pastor party. Everyone is all dancing. And uh, Annie's boobs, the monkey, comes out from I, the, the vent. We should know who Annie's boobs is at this point. <laughs> I just want to make it very, very clear <laughs> that Troy was not standing there. And then he looks down and Annie Edison's chest pops out of the vent look it's just a wild thing to to think about from a nbc show it was on nbc would that be the weirdest thing that happens on this television series no Uh, it would not search your feelings you know it to be true yeah i searched them you're right uh Uh, still would be still feels like uh like uh a bridge too far for nbc but i mean you you can generally use Occam's razor for which Annie's boobs we're talking about by by just context. Context clues, right, yeah. But just for clarity, it is the monkey. But we also have given you a wonderful uh mental vision vision of Annie Annie Edison's chest emerging from an air vent. <laughs> just use that as you will. Uh, Annie's boobs, the monkey, comes out of the air vent, and he tr- kind of tries to get Troy to follow him into the air vent, and this this reawakens the weirdness in Troy. And I he, can't imagine why he goes over to Abed, and uh, you know he's like, "Hey, I've I've got this this uh, adventure," and Abed is still being very normal, and uh, he's he's like, "Oh." You want to see something weird? Check out this dance. Uh, what did you call this? The Lindbergh Lean? What do they think of next? And that's when Troy pretends to be Constable Reggie to snap Abed back into weirdness. And the uh, the young blonde woman that Abed was was dancing with, who seemed to be pretty okay with that, is suddenly like, you guys are weirdos. It's true. Uh, outside of the party, the dean runs up to Shirley and is like, I have great news and bad news. The good news, the board loved the sandwich shop idea. And everybody starts celebrating. Uh, the bad news is the board went ahead and sold the space to Subway, the sandwich place. And and the dean's like, the board went over my head. I don't remember being invited to your wedding. So we're both even on the hurting each other part. According to wikipedia.org slash wiki slash urban matrimony and the sandwich arts. Okay. Uh, the Subway reference is a reference to the show Chuck, uh, which was a um, quote. I'm reading this from Wikipedia now. Quote, another series which previously aired on NBC. The Subway mm-hmm. franchise struck an advertising partnership with Chuck to keep the series on the air from 2010. End quote. So apparently even the existence of Subway is just a freaking meta meta reference so i mean i did watch parts of chuck uh yep don't really have much else to say about that uh but yeah of course it would be in a meta joke um so shirley's pretty upset you know she worked really hard for this she kind of you know did what you know she missed a lot of the rehearsal slash actual wedding um and she's like i'm gonna have to go break this news to pierce he does not really take bad news well uh, and he's like, well, you know, I'm sure he'll take this. Well, he's probably more mature than we give him credit for. We cut immediately to Pierce drunkenly berating his father's tombstone about his success. Yeah. Um, and then we get the tag 
which is just Pierce not knowing how to work a soft serve ice cream machine. Yeah, he doesn't turn it off when he's got the the enough ice cream, and he just keeps piling uh, ice cream cones under it, and it keeps going. And then at some point, he just panics and walks away. It's it's, uh, it's, it's pretty right. decent. I mean, it's a I mean, I've it's a slapstick routine. Like you can only get so much out of it, but it's still kind of funny. It is a little bit sad that you're wasting all that ice cream because it does look delicious. But it is a television show, so there's some you know you just kind of have to deal with it. Uh, and that is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for grades. Uh, this episode is pretty good. Um, it is sort of back in that uh, more more normal community episodes. Yes, indeed. um, you know, I mean, Shirley is getting married in the the study room, and you know, there's there, there there's some weirdness for sure. Um, sure, but as far as community episodes go, this is uh, this is yeah, pretty tame. Um, we get uh, we get some Shirley uh plot moving along um which as we've talked about plenty of times tends not to happen too much on this show so it's Mm -hmm. always nice to see um i do like troy and abed trying to be normal and i really especially love britta freaking out about how domestic she is sure um so you know it's all it's all pretty good uh it's um, I would I would say it's maybe not one of the the most standout episodes of Community. It's it's a it's a solid like B I think. Um, we we have sort of entered this uh, this phase of Community season three where like I start I start getting just a little bit uh, a little bit bored with uh, with what's going on. Um, like every time I do a rewatch, I kind of hit this this uh section of uh episodes um let me look at the episode list here um horror fiction in in seven spooky steps great and then like after that like well and studies in modern movement also very good because of the seal thing it's very good Mm -hmm. but then like we get a bunch of episodes where i'm like i mean they're they're good but they're not as much my thing sure and so this kind of being in this uh, in this section, um, this kind of hump to get over, I guess, um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty solid. We're in we're in solid like B territory, I think. OK, um, just kind of in this season in general uh, before it picks back up again in a couple of episodes. And I'm so excited to talk about those episodes. But um, so come back in a month. <laughs> <laughs> but for now uh yeah i'm gonna say like a b okay yeah i mostly I, talked about other episodes in that but uh you know that's fine it's, you know this, sometimes, this you just, it, it's, sometimes it's just a vibe it's it's just you know i mean when you when you kind of compare it to to other stuff in season three um you know i'd say it's probably like a b yeah i think you're actually i think you're pretty much right on the the nail this is the uh you know, a normal one ish. Um, and I think this is where, you know, community is so into doing that kind of weird, um, thing that where it kind of takes a more standard sitcom plot of a, you know, a wedding or whatever. It does it well, but it's also like, but you could be doing paintball. Like, (laughs) like clearly you wouldn't be doing paintball in the middle of the season, but like 
you could be doing something like uh, the the chicken episode. The, either the fingers or the KFC. Either one. I love them both. They're both great. So, yes, I think this is well done. I think it's smartly considered. The jokes are good, like we've discussed. We really like how Britta kind of works. But I do think just because it doesn't it doesn't hit nearly the highs that it, I mean, it's it's like hitting a single instead of a home run. Like it's it's good. It moves things along and you get a little bit of character development and you get more movement in Shirley's story, which, again, I agree with. We we I want more Shirley at all times. I think she's she's hilarious. Um, but I think at the same time, it's like you're you, you have a kind of built in ceiling of a B on these kind of episodes, because even if it's really good, like it has to be like ex, ex, uh, superlative to even get above that B because because there are so many great episodes that are conceptual that he, that are just out of the park good that I think if you're doing a more standard-ish plot again standard-ish plot with a dreamatorium de-weirdifying situation like but you're not going for like what things that are coming up like like the the eight bit episode or you know you know, these big wild swings, they're just not going to be as good because you're not taking that much of a risk as much of a risk. I I understand that every episode of Community is a little bit risky and you're you're doing something interesting with the the premise, but I do think that uh, the, this one's a B. I think it's like again like it's competent. It's put together well. But it just doesn't hit the highs. So, yeah, I, I think B is a perfect place to put this. Excellent. Uh, we want to know what you think about this episode, about uh, Ronald Reagan right. writing code. What, which famous person would you uh, bring into this hellscape of a, of a world that we have? Uh, and and wake them variables. from their resting slumber! Assigning all of your variables as globals. I swear to God, do not do that, please. Oh my God! Like the first PR you put out, will just everybody will be so upset. Uh, uh, was your dad normal when he was your age? Would your dad do a podcast at your what age? Would, what, would your po- what would your dad do a podcast about? What is the link to your dad's podcast? I want to listen to your dad's podcast. We want to know all these things. Give me those dad podcasts, please. And more. You can find us on Twitter at Good Greendale. You can find a contact form at goodmorninggreendale.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. If you thought that this uh, earned your, your, your hard-earned money. Uh, but even if, it, if, even if you can't uh, give... To us at this time, uh, we hope that you are giving to charities nearby. We are coming up on, you know, at least in America, a, a, w- a winter season that's going to be rough again. I think for some people. Um, so if if you if you if if we didn't earn your money, I hope you find some charities in your local municipality that can help some people have a good, uh, you know, winter season. So we and we we love you very much, and we hope that. We hope you're doing well. And until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And I'm still thinking about your dad's podcast. I I wish wish you you luck.
We've had a lot of fun here tonight. Hi, I'm Ben from Good Morning Greendale, Back to the Futurama, Ring My Bell, other fantastic podcasts. And I'm Mike from Good Morning Greendale, Back to the Futurama, and I've brought my own soapbox. Global variables, while they seem easy, will be roadblocks for you down the line, because you never know what part of your code is changing that global variable. What happens when your code is run in a multi-thread environment? It may seem like the easy thing to do, and it may at the time be the easy thing to do, but you Mm -hmm. really are just making life harder for future you. Exactly. We implore you to think about future you during your programming exercises. The way that I always like to think about it is that I write code as if there is an axe-wielding murderer about to read it. You don't want to be murdered by that axe murderer. If they see those global variables, they will destroy you. And they will be very upset while they do it. Thank you for this talk. Good night.